Hello, welcome to Chopcast. Uh, we're back. It's been a month since the last one, um, since the Braves decided that they did not want to play anymore um, and granted the Phillies uh, a trip to the World Series. But thankfully, they did not win. It did unfortunately result in the Astros win, but, you know, good for Dusty. But um, anyway, I'm Griffin. This is Will in the middle, if you're seeing the, the camera, and then Sam on the, on the side. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been a month, and to be honest, I mean, I I, I didn't watch a lot of those, the, those postseason games after we lost. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the bigger our Instagram got and following got and whatever, I was, like, you know, trying to be more into it, but every time I saw the Phillies win a game, like, I wanted to tear my skin off. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but, uh, it was, it was also insanely, it was, I was going to say it was also insanely frustrating because like, I, I, I get why people really like the Phillies and why they like this story, yeah. uh, from an external standpoint, but like, you know, from, from, yeah, from, you know, for us and like, you know, my brother and I finally bonded over <laughs> something baseball related and like not wanting the Phillies to win. Uh, you know, outside of Braves and Mets, like, everyone was just sucking them off, and I kind of, yeah. It, like, yeah. I, it felt weird rooting for the Astros, but they they deserved it, and Dusty Baker's an incredibly likable guy, and I think they kind of have moved past the whole cheating thing, so. Yeah, I mean, still, like, screw Altuve and Bregman and Gurriel, um, and then, I mean, there's a couple other guys on their team I don't like, but most of the people on their team, I feel like now, are kind of separated from what happened in 2017. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, good for Dusty, good for Trey Mancini. Like, everybody, nobody hates Trey Mancini. Um, and then, uh, also Troy Snicker, um, Brian Snicker, mm-hmm. the hitting coach there. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, so if you didn't know, we're all in three in different places. Um, I'm in Athens, Georgia still. Um, Sam's up in New York now. Will is in Lexington doing stuff. Um, but uh, just cut out for a second. Um, Sam, what's this month been like? Oh, this month? Holy fucking shit. Yeah, so <laughs> New York is great. Like, I'm loving it. Love, love the, you know, uh, you, know it's, uh, you always got to preface with some positivity. Really liking my job, mm-hmm. really liking the people here. Like, it's been an awesome move, but That's like, good. November has been legitimately, like, so far one of the most shocking experiences of my life. Like, I, growing up in wow. Atlanta, like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. Like, growing up in Atlanta, the the time change is, it's it sucks, but it's not, like, terrible. You know, you're still, like, the sun's setting at, like, 5 30 or 6 or whatever, like, it's kind of part of the vibe. Like you go to football practice when the sun's setting here, it's like, it's down at four forty-five, Um, and I work until six. So <laughs> there's like an hour and 15 minutes every day where it's literally just like pitch black outside. And like the worst part is everyone talks about it. Like, like, it's just like, everyone just acted like, yes, it sucks. Like the, there's nothing, there's nothing likable about this. So that kind of makes it better. But yeah, it's been pretty rough, not gonna lie. Um, it is sort of offset by, like, the Christmas spirit, and, like, you know, New York's really good at the holiday season, so that's been hype, yeah. but I just know, like, January and February is gonna be yeah. uh, trenches for sure, so now I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to make the best of it, but that's, uh, that's kind of that's kind of my life, life update at the moment. Yeah, the Jan Febs, literally. Yeah. That was something, I mean, I, I, uh, I visited, uh, England for the first time, <laughs> for the first time like my sophomore year of high school and we went in mm. november uh my brother no i was like eighth grade my brother was doing uh a semester abroad in reading um so we mm. went like thanksgiving ish time and like the sun went down at three there and i was like how do you live like <laughs> how, how, do, how do you live like, like this but it's yeah, yeah it's like, probably that was something my, my i never realized went, yeah. about new york yeah, my, my brother yeah, like went to school in uh, Scotland as well. Yeah, and it's just the same thing. Like, everyone's a part of it, so that kind of makes it more digestible. But, yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, just, you know, it is what it is. Like, you go to bed an hour earlier than normal, just a little tired. But, you know, it'll take some getting used to. And 
you know, I moved here, you know, I made my bed, I'll sleep in it. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of it for me. Yeah. Will, how's, how's Lexington been? You've been at the house alone uh, most of the time. Yeah, it's been good. Um, that was pretty uncalled for. Um, but it's been, uh, well, it's I'm been just good. trying to, to I'm, I'm trying to dox you instead of doxing myself. I see. I see. <laughs> um, no, it's been good. Um, trying to think not much in Lexington right now. Uh, went to Italy a few weeks ago, of course. Um, that was pretty, pretty sick. I'd never been before. Um, did you eat it? We Jenner's? were just in like the Rome area. Yeah, we did. And then after the day after, we went to Red Lobster. Um, <laughs> oh, that's sick. But uh, yeah, no, that was pretty Rome sick. Staples. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's been good. It's been good. Pretty, uh, pretty low key. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, myself still just kind of like in a job hunt. And, um, yeah, I, uh, the feeling, so something I forgot about earlier, uh, was what you, ex what Sam explained about the Phillies, like externally, everybody sees them and they're like, oh yeah, man, that's awesome. Like it's a, the Cinderella story of the year and just like grinding your, your teeth, watching it all happen. Um, that was a similar thing, uh, with Tennessee this year being a Georgia. Oh fan, yeah. Just like. They've been getting so much hype. Um, and if there's any Tennessee fans listening, I'm sorry, but this probably also includes you. Um, just there, you were one of the worst fan bases to me ever. Um, and <laughs> oh, they're disgusting. Oh my god! <laughs> so I, I saw I saw one uh, I saw one unnamed Tennessee fan post like an Instagram graphic or like retweet that's like we're going to go into Sanford stadium and we're just going to blow the doors off Georgia. Like from where, where's this coming from? Like where, where's the confidence just Dude, to be they, like, yeah, we're going to beat the shit out of Georgia. Like if, if USC was playing Georgia, which honestly right now they're projected to do if, if we went out, I'm not saying shit. Like I'm like, okay, we're going to get fucked 52 <laughs> to seven. Like it'll be, it'll, it'll be over like that. But yeah, some of the confidence on these guys is just insane to watch. Dude, that's just what Tennessee fans and Tennessee does. Like, they like last year, one of their biggest bragging points was like, "Oh man, we were up on Georgia. Like we were the only team to go up ten points on Georgia for the whole regular season." And they wouldn't shut up about that for months. Um, mm. But it, yeah, I mean, we we all went to high school in Tennessee, and I grew up in Tennessee my whole life, and was a Georgia fan my whole life. And I they were relentless in uh, the more. Uh, mm -hmm the worst years of Georgia football, like 2016 hail Mary, one of the worst days of my life, probably the angriest I've ever been. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> came into Sanford and won oh on, my God. Uh, a hail Mary. Um, and I showed up to school. On that, was, that was tough to watch. And yeah. There were multiple people that came up to me with uh, screen savers of the catch as their like their laptop screen. <laughs> They're like, Hey, look, that was like the Josh. I, I did this here, just right? for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, they went like nine and three. Yeah. They scraped by, in, in, in especially mm -hmm. in games like that. But yeah, I was at that Tennessee game, mm -hmm. and we heard all that stuff um, from the Tennessee fans, and they're like, "Sanford isn't shit," and we were pissed off. Like, <laughs> just there yeah. were so many Georgia fans. Like, there were people around me. There were people around me that. I could just tell they don't normally make too much noise and they're like older people and whatever that are just calmer, mm. but like everybody around me was screaming for every play on defense. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then when it started raining, everybody just got louder. Like we, <laughs> we felt like we were somehow like somewhere in, in a Coliseum just, um, mm. and uh, yeah, that, that was the second loudest, a college football stadium's ever gotten in history. Really? Yeah. That game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the What's the first? I imagine Sanford's got out the top one. The, uh, it's not Sanford. It's Michigan. Maybe it was. LSU or Clemson. Maybe. I think it was yeah. like Washington, and they might have played at Seattle's stadium. 
Oh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Seattle Times reported um, highest decibel level ever recorded at a college football game, 133.6 decibels uh, when UW played at at Husky Stadium in 92. Okay, well, then that that was was at, at their home field then. Wow. Yeah, which is even more impressive, honestly, because yeah, that yeah. that Seattle Stadium, they, it's like all it, like they literally like tunneled the noise in, yeah. so like it's it's even louder. But I think ours was like 132, or something like that. Mm. Um, but that was yeah. the first time I've ever been in a stadium, and my ears started hurting from how loud it was. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> it was nuts, but yeah, we stomped on them, and it was it was great. Um. Hell yeah. Well, anyways, to baseball, I there hasn't been a whole ton happen uh, in free agent market so far. Um, which I mean, it's it's only November. We're only two weeks removed, or a week and a half removed from the World Series. But honestly, I mean, there was just so much hype going into this off season. I was kind of expecting something to happen quickly, but I guess a number of guys are just kind of finding out their value right now. Um, and I, I mean, you don't, you also, you don't want to ever be the first guy to sign unless you really want to be with a team. Cause then like you just, you set the bar and then people are going to make more and more money after you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the, the moves that have happened, which are not very many, the Braves, uh, have made two of them. And I think, you know, pretty respectable moves, uh, that I'm happy with in getting Nick Anderson, um, who the Rays controlled this year, um, but they released him, so we were able to pick him up. And uh, the split, the split salary or like deal that we're giving him is really good. And then bringing Jesse back on a minor league deal, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just happy about those. What were what were y'all's first impressions? I, I know you, neither, or Sam, you you didn't really know who Nick Anderson really was. Uh, Will, did you know who he was? Mm-hmm. Coming in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what were y'all's impressions? Yeah. I thought I thought like so Nick Anderson obviously like I didn't really know too much about him. I like I don't know where he's gonna slide in or what the general implications are. I was way more interested in the Jesse Chavez one because like I I really thought this like Jesse Chavez was finally gonna walk. Like I thought he I I, I predicted that he wouldn't even get signed by a team. Like he was just gonna. I mean, he may fall off in the first week or might not make it back to the majors, but it really did seem like this was his last season, especially bouncing around so much. And I mean, obviously happy to have him back, but the dude clearly has a home with us. And yeah, I, I mean, everyone loves him. I love him. Like, it's it's great to have him back. Will, what do you think? <laughs> oh, sorry. There must have been a connection problem. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Um, but no, I like the Jesse Chavez move, uh, mostly because it's obviously just a great depth piece. And mm. uh, I can't remember how much he's making, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's probably not making all that much. And like, I think it's smart to bring guys like that back for cheap. Um, because one thing that like I've like heard from like podcasts and like read and other articles is how teams are moving towards like investing less and less money into their bullpen just because it's like so volatile from year to year but at this point like jesse's shown like although he's not like josh Hader or emmanuel classe or something like he's pretty dependable year in and year out yeah um so i was a big fan for that reason that that's a good point because it also makes me think of this fucking Edwin Diaz signing with the Mets. Oh, he, yeah. he signed like a five-year, like hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. It, it's it's ludicrous. You know, they're I mean they're just throwing money at whatever moves, but I think that's <laughs> yeah. a good point. Like literally, yeah. the like bullpens are just so volatile. And if you if you can have a guy, I mean it's Moneyball. It's like if you can have a guy like Jesse Chavez come and just like perform purely because he likes the city of atlanta that is so ideal and you know obviously hoping it works out Uh, yeah well i mean it's also like you don't want to extend the levers for that long because i mean like look at craig kimbrell like he's been all over the place he fell off a cliff yeah yeah but he's had good years he's had really bad years but 
Uh, the years he's been good, he's been great, but no one has ever like done like an Edwin Diaz with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so smart. I just think I thought the Edwin Diaz thing, I'd give it like a D or a D plus. Honestly, yeah. I thought it was really bad. It made me happy like. because I'm glad that the Mets are wasting money. Like maybe, maybe, I mean, it's still just even if even if it works out, like that's just not a smart move on the front end. Like mm-hmm. I think they just hyped it up so much. They're like, that's what I think is a hype move. I literally think it's yeah. just a hype move. They're like, oh, he's gonna be the first ever hundred million dollar closer, and then it's like, maybe in negotiations they're like, okay, ninety million is like a lot but mm-hmm. i just want to i want this to be like you know a record setting thing and steve cohen's mm-hmm. like just throw an extra 15 million at him and uh yeah or... Co- cohen's like i made that in the last 20 minutes so like why not <laughs> it's true yeah um yeah i mean it just you get I, i'm 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 like guilty of this too like you get so excited about some relievers and some not like i'm getting so excited uh, i, I want to talk about nick anderson for in a little bit um but i mean he hasn't been in the the league that long he showed up and then he was just like who's this guy and then he's like oh he's really really good um mm. and then like then he sucks and yeah. uh I, I don't think he played at all this year um or might have either didn't come up from the minors at all or he might have been injured i don't i don't think he played this year i think he's like uh he's either um wait he might not have played in 2021 he played in 2021 i'm looking at his baseball reference right now Mm. but anyway i mean just like i'm getting excited about him because he was one of the best relievers in 2019 and 2020 but like mm. that, what does that mean for this year? Like that could mean absolutely nothing. Um, he's also just kind of like an anomaly because I mean, he was drafted in the 32nd round in 2012, um, and then didn't make it to the majors until 2019. But then, like, so let me let me get my point real quick, and then I'll get there. The point, yeah, like you look at who our best guys were last year, and like. They still played – some of them played a role this year, but, like, our bullpen, while it still had a lot of the same core pieces, was ridiculously different. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, Insanely one move different. happened after another, and then it's like, oh, I I don't trust these guys, or it's like, I trust these guys, and that changes on a week-to-week basis, um, which that changes, you know, like, bullpen arms especially. Uh, your opinion on them changes – can change drastically and it can change the quickest out of everybody. Oh, oh like, literally overnight. I mean, Jackson Stevens, Dylan Lee, like you, yeah, you could like, have asked just, me. Yeah. Like at, at different points in the season, those guys, like I would have had sung their praises or been like, get this fucker off my team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's unfair, but that's just how it works. Like that's the reliever market. You're, you're in for such a small sample size. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like our guys from last year, like the, the night is it, what was it called? The the night shift. That was the, the night shift. Was, yeah. yeah. The night shift was Minner, Jackson, Matzik, and Smith. Smith. And uh, Smith didn't really do anything for this year except for suck. And then we traded him. Matzik mm-hmm. got injured. And then when he came back, he was not the same guy, obviously. And, you know, now he's getting mm-hmm. Tommy John. So he'll be gone for a whole nother year. Jackson had to get Tommy John before the season started. So, like, Minner was the only guy that retained a lot of that same value mm-hmm. um but then it's like obviously we went and signed kenley and signed mm-hmm. McHugh. um but then Rizel like, too. yeah Rizel is I, the best reliever in our bullpen at the end of the year for me mm-hmm. um so it's like you just don't know what's ever going to happen um but that's why you know i would much rather take a deal like this where you're getting a guy who so his numbers in uh, 2019 he was on the Marlins and then he got traded to the Rays halfway through um, that season with the Marlins he had a 3.92 and then once he went over the Rays and they, you know they're just a factory uh, he had a 2.11 um, and then in 2020 it was a shortened season but he had a .55 ERA and uh, like. How many games did he play? And he played in 19 games 
and he had a .55 ERA. He gave up five hits in 19 games. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 26 like... strikeouts. Uh, he had a 7.56 ERA plus. <laughs> that's our, yeah, I mean, I know short and season, but still, that's, that's like video game. And a, a .49 whip. But, and then even in 2019, when he had a 2-1-1, he had a .65 uh, whip with the Rays. Um, Goodness gracious. So, and he had a, uh, what is it, S, ba, 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 ba. I don't know. So he's got stuff. He's got really good stuff. Um, yeah. Just a matter of channeling it. And it's just, you know, if he doesn't make it past the, the minors, we're paying him 120 grand. That's basically what we're already paying most of the guys in the minors anyway. Uh, Mo- Jesse, uh, yeah. I was going to say, most less. of the guys in the... Yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> the guys um, in, this guy's in single A would love that. Well, yeah. I'm I, I talking more triple A, but yeah, where yeah, he'll I probably know. be for the I'm whole year. I'm messing around. Um, but, uh, yeah, same thing with Jesse. Um, obviously, you can't just sign guys like that, um, but we already have... Rysel. Uh, Rysel is mm. like the, the the core of our team right now. But mm. Jesse, the intangibles he brings to, like, this is, I think this is more kind of his last year. Uh, I was thinking last year was going to be, like, before he signed with the Cubs, I, I was kind of thinking nobody was going to pick him up. If it was going to be somebody, it was going to be us. Um, but I, and then once he started sucking, in Chicago, I kind of thought it was over for him then, uh, but took a flyer on him, and it obviously it worked. And then we traded him, or yeah, we traded him, we traded him and Tucker Davidson uh, for Rysel and him, basically. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I, I this is pretty much like he's coming into it, and it's like let's see what I got. It was, you know. Early on, if I'm starting to suck, then uh, probably hang it up. And yeah. this is kind of a way for him to be a coach without being a coach and getting paid and still getting to play if he wants to and if he's got Yeah, it. seems pretty ideal if you ask me. Yeah, which, I mean, they literally, they in the bullpen, they call him coach just because, like, mm. he's, you know, the wisest guy in there and everybody loves him. So very happy with that. Um yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of the league, there hasn't been much happen. Um, mm. I think something is going to happen by tomorrow. Um, being so, the stuff el- like uh, else elsewhere around the league. Um, Martin Perez, which like he's a good pitcher, uh, but kind of had an anomaly year, um, is projected. He's like to. Uh, accept his qualifying offer, which I think would be the only player to do so. Um, mm-hmm. Which the qualifying offer this year is 19 million, which is pretty mm-hmm. nice, but it, I mean, yeah. less security in terms of years because it's just one year. Um, mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, then it means like his, he has until tomorrow, like everybody else, to sign it. Um, mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then he's it's probably because he's negotiating. <laughs> with either the Mets or the Cubs for a more lucrative deal. Um, which, obviously, I, the Mets could do if they want to. It's just a matter of if they want to or not. If they want to, yeah. Um, and then the other thing is that the Rays, I can't remember how it works, but it, like either by tomorrow or the next day, basically they have to know if they're trading either Glass now or... Yarbrough, um, which again, they, those are linked to the Cubs and the Mets as well. Yeah. Um, but, and then the other thing, which is just kind of more speculation, is that the Astros have officially named Anthony Rizzo as their number one free agent target, which is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> like, that would be so odd seeing him there. Like, yeah. Just ridiculous. To be quite honest, though, I don't even know where I would see him in general. Like, I, I feel like the Yankees have been a decent landing spot, but he's not going to go back to the Cubs. Like, yeah. that guy is just such a Cub. 
yeah. I don't know. Like it was weird seeing them on the Yankees and then in the first place, but yeah, it got it got I got used to it, and it's also like, you know, he's Italian, so yeah, kind of blends in with the, the Yankees feel. <laughs> yeah, Rizzo's a very Yankees name, um, but yeah, um, what do y'all think about? I mean, the the main interest to me right now is the the Rays trade potential, because like you know they're gonna trade some more people. Just like okay, well th- one of the other moves that happened was trading G-Man Choi to the Pirates, which was just completely out of left field so random like that did not my, my guess is they saw like they were gonna have to pay him more than they expected and they just wanted to get out ahead of it yeah, that's like, the only oh, that, we have that's to pay the only nine hundred thousand dollars like that's too much literally, money <laughs> literally the, the only reason i could see them doing that is there's something in the books where they're like okay he's due for x amount next year and we can't do that so we'll just like rip the band-aid off now because he was like a fan favorite like g-man choice yeah. he's the guy yeah, yeah it's you the can't have fan like... favorites in uh in tampa bay like yeah tampa bay oakland god that sucks man that really fucking blows yeah i mean tampa bay especially it's like you can't if you're on that team for longer than three years like you're you're special like yeah i think no one no one is off the table for them um Yep. I think the only two guys that are closest to that would uh, obviously be Wander and then... Mm. Or Rosarena, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So, but personally, my take on it is I I would love if the Mets did business with the Rays because you're going to lose. Yeah. Like, the Rays do not lose a trade. Yeah, they don't. They're, and it's it's because, like, you're right. Like, it's it's... In, it's kind of messed up, but you, you're right. Like no one's really off the table for them, except for their wonder kid, Wander Franco. They're they're gonna they're gonna do something right, and then the Mets are gonna look like idiots and, and sign someone for way too much. But I don't know. Free, you're right. I feel like free agencies really has not picked up. I, I don't know if it's kind of like a lockout hangover thing. You know, like last year didn't pick up until March, like right beforehand. But I would like to see some more stuff start happening. Because, like, my baseball itch is, is right, right now it's starting to, like, fire up a little. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I have not, have not been feeling great without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at 140 days until opening day. So. Oh, my God. It's, 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 like, this close. We're, like, we're right there. It's only a third like, of the year. It actually makes me sick to my stomach just knowing it's not. <laughs> hey, at yeah, least we no, have the Falcons. <laughs> you know, you got the Falcons and everything. Good. Right don't even give me. Don't, like, <laughs> don't do that to me right now. The, I I, um, I didn't even watch the Thursday night game. Like I don't want to get into to. it. You didn't like want I to. I saw what was happening. I'm like Marcus Marietta can't throw the ball, but that's a story for a different day. Yeah. Go Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what do you think about the the Rays are going to trade either Yarborough or and or Glass now? Like it's going to happen. Um, how would you feel if like you think the Mets or the Cubs are the ones doing it? Uh, hmm. I, I would honestly say, uh, I would say the Mets mostly not, uh, because the Cubs are going to be really aggressive too, but I think the Mets are more willing to let go of their like top, top prospects than are the Cubs because the Cubs guys for what I can remember, like there's Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, Brennan Davis, uh, PCA is a Mets legend, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, I just think that the Cubs are going to hold on to them a little bit tighter um, because they don't have Steve Cohen's money to rely mm-hmm. on. Um, so I think like choosing between the two packages, I think the Rays are going to be more likely to pick someone like Brett Beatty or something. Mm-hmm. Um just picking a name out of thin air, but right, uh, so because of that, I or I don't know. That may be an overpay, but, but you never know with the Mets, honestly. Yeah. Um, but mean, because getting, of that, getting P- giving up PCA Mets. for Javi was for half that was season, so bad. Was so that was stupid. so dumb. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and then also, I mean, they gave up. Uh, Lindor is turning into a better player than you know he was last season, but they gave up. Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez plus prospects. So they completed the Guardians infield. 
Like they they gave <laughs> them their infield. Oh. And dumped a whole ton of money in the process. Which they need to start spending money st- soon because I mean they have like they the never fourth will. wealthiest they owner. Well, they never or will. sell the team. It's it's really depressing. Yeah. Um, Dude, when they went to the World Series in tw- this is a side note. When they went to the World Series in 2016, they had the 28th highest payroll. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that insane? Yeah. Like of all, I mean, years they're just kind of like the Rays. They're 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 like a different version of the Rays. Evil, literally evil. Just crazy. Just penny pinching billionaires. It's it's unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable how like this is allowed to happen. I, I I think like the whole MLB cap, like that's a conversation for another day. But seeing it pan out in free agency and stuff like that just really puts it all into perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad there's not a a cap in this sport because. Um, it makes it to where you can build dynasties easier as opposed to like, just look at, you know, in the NBA, their cap is a lot higher, but just look at a smaller sport, like the MLS, their Mm. cap space just ruins it for me. Like I used to be a huge Atlanta United fan, but then after two years, the whole team's gone because they can't afford them. And Mm. everybody just, you go team to team, like all the time. And like one year you're the best team. And then two years later, you're, you're nobody. But mm. anyway, um, I get, we're getting closer to the end here. But I guess the main thing on people's minds right now, which I, I feel like I've just kind of mentally checked out about because I just don't believe it's going to happen or I am just so confused as to what's going to happen. But uh, where Dansby Swanson is going to end up and what's going on with him. Um mm-hmm. There, I would imagine that he at one point followed the the Braves on Instagram, but now he doesn't. Um, that happened recently, yeah. and uh, they also like took his name off of all their like the the pages, whatever. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, something I heard recently, um, I can't remember where I heard this. I feel like I've seen this a couple places, but. Uh, the thought with Dansby is Anthopolis and the Braves front office are in like a precarious position because Dansby's obviously like a fan favorite. Um, in the past, he's been average and had really bad stretches. And I mean, even in this past year, which was his best year of his career, he had that first month was egregious. Mm. Um, like struck out a record amount of times. Um, so I, if, if he didn't have the, the wreck, like the best year of his career this past year, I think a lot of people would have been more okay with him leaving or especially pursuing Turner, Bogarts, whoever else. Mm. Um, so it's like, you have this fan favorite. He did well this past year. He's starting to look like the number one pick. But you can't – he didn't produce that every single year, so you can't really – it's harder to give him that money. There is a team out there that probably could give him a ridiculous amount of money. Um, I feel like the the favorite right now is the Dodgers for that, but they're still looking around at other people. Um, and so, like, you want that – you saw what could be like one of the best shortstops in the league, but then on the other side you have the former inconsistencies, and there are, I think, Trey Turner, as an all-around player, Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts and Carlos Correa are all better players, have yeah. been better players. Um, so... I get the the thought was that he they're let Anthopolis is letting him go around and kind of see what he could get from other teams um, after our initial offer, which was somewhere in the low 100 million mark, um, which he was upset about. So it maybe I, I guess and maybe giving him a little bit longer leash than we gave Freddie because net looking at this mm-hmm. in hindsight, I feel like this was a similar situation. It's like we're not going to give you what you think you want but you can go look around and figure it out um, and we'll give you this amount of time or something, uh, which Freddie did take a very long time, um, which yeah. that did include the lockout though as well. So that was a little tough. Um, 
Yeah. What What are What are y'all's thoughts on that? Um. Um. I. I've thought for the longest time that he would stay. Um. Just because of like how Anthopolis is, not even like anything with Dansby. I just just seeing like and thought AA's like track record and everything. But the fact that it's taken this long is like a bit concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I don't know too much. I'll be I'll be honest and upfront. I don't know too much about Von Grissom. Um, but. Like, do you all think he could replace him, like, no. and be serviceable? That's what I thought. Not right now. Um, yeah, I just like because I don't know, like, the guys after if they if they miss out on Dansby and then uh, they miss out on like any of the others. Um, I don't know, like, who's like left, um, like who's available still at that point. Um, which is very possible. Mm. I don't think it'll happen, but yeah. Like you don't think the the deal is going to end up happening with Dansby, or that he's going to leave? No, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't think the Braves are going to miss out on like all of them. But like worst okay. case scenario, um, I just don't know about about Vaughn being like the replacement because like oftentimes I know he played shortstop in the minor leagues, but like oftentimes that like doesn't really matter um because he like yeah, i mean he 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 had a good stretch um i definitely think people hyped him up a lot more than they should have i mean i was excited about him um i still think also, there's reason to be yeah yeah i mean uh i just don't especially with the the shortstops that are on the market this year like you don't you don't want to wait or you, you don't want to risk losing some people like that for a guy who he only played. Let me look how many games he. I mean, there's also. Uh, I, I will say it's not even like the hit, like the bat. I'm worried about with him. It's more so the fielding, um, just because like I know a lot of the. I don't. I can't remember how old he is, but I know a lot of the guys that play like shortstop in the minor leagues, like they get bigger when they get older naturally and then they get too big to where they have to be moved off. Like some, uh, this, I was reading this the other day, some famous, uh, former shortstop prospects are Miguel Cabrera, JT real Muto and Buster Posey. (laughs) Um, so that's why like, I just, I don't know. Cause I know he's like a bit bigger, like he's taller, which is fine. I mean, he's pretty skinny right now, but yeah, right. I, he is. I mean, he's 22, 23. I was going to pull it up mm. on my other computer, but uh, my Wi-Fi is pooping itself right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he only started like close to 20 games this past year. Yeah. Um, so, and at the end of the year, he was having a really rough time, and nobody kind of saw how terribly he was doing because he had like two bad games. And then Snitker just started. He moved in uh, Arcia, and then Arcia like had the hot hand, and we just kind of rolled with him. So it didn't really matter that Grissom was doing poorly. Um, Arcia is also like not the starting option you want. Um, and honestly, I think if uh, it was opening day tomorrow, he would probably if not signing anybody anybody he'd probably be the starter over grissom um i think it's going to be very valuable to have grissom on the bench regardless like i think he'll be on the bench pretty much the whole year and there's going to be some injury somewhere uh and there's people talking about like him playing out in left field which you know that could happen if we needed it to um but again, I don't I don't want to start with him there. Like that doesn't need to be the plan. That just needs to be something that we have to resort to if we need to. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure he's gonna having him, having Ozuna, and having you know a couple other guys that like could be in left field like Rosario still. And then I now we have Sam Hilliard. I forgot about him. We haven't talked about him. Uh, I, I don't have high expectations for him. Could eat my words on that, but. Um, we have a nice platoon out there and at DH and it's nice that we can kind of 
um, play matchups now. It's like being the Giants from 20, uh, 2021, except and this past year, except we're way better than they are. So um, that's a nice bonus. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens because with Swanson and Turner and Bogarts and Correa, Anderson opted in, or they, there was like a club option or something, and uh, they agreed to terms, um, so he's not on the table. But those four shortstops um, could really end up not anywhere, but like there's a group of six teams that have a decent mm-hmm. shot at all of them, and I feel like they could easily all end up any any of those places. Yeah, um, I agree. Like, I know there's a lot of rumors right now. Like, the, the main person linked somewhere is, like, Trey Turner to Philadelphia. I don't know where that came from, but, like, it just exploded one day, um, which is just pure speculation. Or, I mean, maybe maybe he said something about it, or he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to play there. And then it's like, oh, he wants to play. He wants to play. He wants to play in Philadelphia. You know, um, the big, uh, there's a big rumor that's gone around him for years, which is, like, he prefers the East Coast. For whatever reason, I mean, I don't blame him, but he's from Florida, uh, that makes sense. Um, but I don't know outside of that. Um, I was thinking about it, I don't know like which shortstop is most likely to go to the Braves if they don't get Dansby. A part of me thinks it'd be Xander mostly because, like, I think he'd be the cheapest, not against the Braves, but Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a lot of team friendly deals, but they're also like. They're getting close to that two hundred million, like that big time. Yeah, like we're we're Mets. about to pass the the luxury tax. Yeah. Um, so I just I lean towards him, but there again, like I could see it playing out anyway or any which way. Yeah. Um, also, for those who uh, might not be watching us, uh, Sam cut out on Wi-Fi like six minutes ago or something so that's why he hasn't been talking and he hasn't Classic been able to New York. yeah <laughs> yeah his wi-fi sucks my wi-fi sucks um yeah but anyway um that's who i would personally prefer that's who i was saying coming into the season like in terms of everything i would still rather you know get dansby back uh i would love trey turner like I, he is definitely to me. He's the best shortstop on the market right now. He's not great defensively. Um, that NLDS yeah. against the Padres, like he basically gave up a run or two himself because he couldn't fill a clean, like just a regular ground ball. Um, but he's ridiculous with the bat. He has like top ten speed in the MLB. His slides are super sexy. Um, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and he's uh, very good at, uh, very good teammate. Seems like, but uh, he's gonna be a lot of money. Like, he's gonna be and, a free agent guy. Yeah. Here's what and, I think. I the thing that scares me is like, uh, like in terms of the prices of these people, is Corey Seager. He got three hundred twenty-five million for ten years last like year. That, like, yeah. you have to think like. When Trey Turner, like, is negotiating, he's just going to say, okay, we start with this. Yeah. Which, <laughs> put, like, putting that into perspective, like, there's no shot that we can do it. Unless, like, you know, there's there is a number of reports, too, about the Braves at Liberty Media specifically saying, like, we want to be one of the top five spenders in the MLB. And that's great that you're saying that, but, like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Um there's a lot of people that are super high on Trey Turner coming to Atlanta, but like you putting that into perspective, um, yeah. I I feel like there are definitely people who are like, oh, we could get him for somewhere in the 200 million range. Like, no way. Yeah, no way. Dansby D- Dansby is going like the most money he's gonna get to me, unless unless you know Steve Cohen or somebody like that is just like, oh, give him give him everything, um, is 160 million, like at the very most. I think what's yeah, fair yeah. is somewhere between 120 to 140 million um, for like five or six years, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we maybe our first deal was a little closer to 120, and he just didn't like it. 
Um, which the report of the actual figure wasn't put anywhere to my knowledge, but yeah, my, my one thing is I, we, we differ on this pretty hard, but I don't want Correa. I, I hate that guy. I hate him so much. I don't, and he, I mean, he had a better second half of the year last year, but like didn't, they were paying him 25 million for that, just for that one year, like didn't deserve the money that he got for that. Um, it's like Austin Riley before he got that contract signed was making like 200 grand and <laughs> well, he was under team control. I yeah, mean, I know. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just, you know, thinking about like the difference there. Michael Harris yeah. is making like $120,000 or something like that. And Carlos Correa is making I mean, you can't be million. comparing to team control, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, but um, um, no, I don't, I don't like Correa either. I mean, he's objectively like some said some pretty, harsh things in the past, but mm -hmm. I mean, he's like pretty incredible at least. Um, like he's a gold glover. Um, he's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's got a cannon for an, it's like a rail gun. Um, and like he had like a so, so year last year. Um, but he's had more great years than so, so years. Um, uh, yes. and that's just the way it's going to happen. Like even, like, if last year was, like, the worst he'll do, like, sign me up for that. Like, I will be more than happy with that. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's the same vein of thought. It, it's got to be the same thing where if you can't sign Trey Turner, you're not going to sign Carlos Correa. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I don't think it's happening. I so. think he does another one of those, like, one-year, like, $30 million, $40 million type deal. Yeah, um, I mean, it is... I would say that the initial team that I had in my mind for him was the Dodgers in terms of just pay. But, like, I forgot about how they absolutely hate him. Like, the Dodgers yeah. fan base despises him. That'd be I, a I would, for sure. I would figure, you know, if, if he came there and he did well, then a lot of them would just kind of forget about it. But, like, that is – the Dodgers fan base would be pissed off about it, mm -hmm. as fake as they are. But um, – uh, I like the Oreos a lot for him. Really? Um, yeah, no, I really do. Um, mostly because, like, I think a lot of people forget this, but Baltimore, when they're good, which has been, hasn't been for a while, mm -hmm. uh, they don't, like, shy away from spending money. They're not like Cleveland and Tampa Bay yeah. and Cincinnati in that respect. Um they're, like, willing to shell it out. They're not like the Yankees, of course, but for, like, one person, that they, they could do that, especially for, like, one year or something. And then you yeah. pair that with, like, their super team over there they're building. Yeah. Um, like, I think they're the – I think next year they'll be – I know they were sort of like that this year, but I think next mm -hmm. year they're going to be, like, the Mariners. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. They're they're pretty exciting. Um, I just like since the last time they've been good, AAV has gone up dramatically, though. So mm. and it's like we haven't seen them spend this type of money before. That's um, fair. That's be, being thrown around now because uh, a lot of that got thrown into Chris Davis. Remember that guy? That was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture of him, like, at the plate. The ball is coming towards the plate, and he's looking yeah. down. <laughs> um, <laughs> what yeah. a beast. Uh, we, we made our free agent pred predictions before, but just, like, where do you think... If you had to say it right now, like, where do you think each shortstop goes? Because mine's, mine's changed since the first time, because I said Danzy to the Twins, which I still think is a possibility, I, I think well, I can explain, but you, you give me you give me yours. Just... Uh, well, for me, it like changes daily. Honestly, mm -hmm. uh, I think like I'm sure I put something else different down for my predictions, but I think I don't think there's any way Trey Turner leaves Los Angeles. Really? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's just a uh, like a Dodger for life. Mm. Um, it's gross. Yeah, and then I think Xander 
to the Phillies. That yeah, he just fits that. their mold of like bad, bad defense, but good yeah. offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dansby. Dansby's the toughest one to peg. Yeah. Um, right now, I still want to say Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then uh, Correa. That's also a tough one. I I, I will stick. Th- I'll still say Baltimore. I will still really? stick. With that. Yeah, I will. I. So the reason I had Dansby to the Twins was uh, I feel like it's going to be a kind of a similar Freddie situation where the Dodgers aren't going to want to settle for him. They're going to want to get one of the bigger guys. Um, and so he's going to like go tr- test free agency, think that he's worth more money than he is. The Dodgers are going to find their guy. He's going to realize he's not worth as much money, and then we're going to already have found our guy, which would in that case probably be Xander maybe Trey Turner if we decide to spend a, a whole bunch of money, but more yeah. than likely Xander. And then the Twins need a shortstop, and they don't want to have to bring in uh, Martin yet, so they uh, sign him to like just a short, like, shorter deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd say probably right now for him, I'm thinking Dodgers. I think that – Somebody's going to shell out the money for Trey Turner on the East Coast. And Correa to the Cubs on probably one of those one-year deals again with the club options or player options. Um, And, (laughs) yeah, Trey Trey to the Phillies right now, I, I guess. Xander, I, I, I mean, Xander to the Braves. Um, it's my best thought. It, it's just, it's really as scary as it, you know, it is. It's also really fun and interesting. All, all of free mm-hmm. agency is, yeah. um, and it's, it's sad and cool. Cause like sad, we could lose Dansby and I just don't want to see him in another uniform. Um, but it would also be awesome to, you know, get a player as good as Xander Bogarts or Trey Turner, um, yeah. in Atlanta. So... Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I feel like one of these shortstops is going to sign by early December. Just it's got to happen. Um, yeah, I think whoever does it, it's going to be interesting to see who does it first and for how much, because that's going to set the market. Yeah. If it's a big player, then the crappier players are going to get a whole wow. ton more money and it's a uh, like a littler play. I would rather it be if Dansby's going to do it. I, I I would rather he just do it soon, um, so we kind of have an idea, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's us obviously or somebody else. But it it is coming to that time. Uh, we've gone over a little bit. Sam's been gone, but I'm getting to my my celebratory end of the episode poop that I always come to. Um, it is. It's on the way. It's making me end this episode. But go Braves. We'll uh, we'll either be back next week or the week after. Talk about some free agent stuff. If nothing's happened, probably won't be back again, ever. But, <laughs> <laughs> no. Zip world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go Braves. See y'all.